This is Southern New Hampshire's home for the Boston Red Sox on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, WGAM Manchester, WGHM Nashua. Seek and destroy! Welcome back to the Stretch Run final segment here on Thanksgiving Eve because we've got high school football for you coming up next. Pre-game show starts at 5.30, so we'll be out of here right after this segment. And you'll hear the Turkey Bowl, Nashua North and Nashua South at 6 p.m. here on ESPN New Hampshire. So let's get right into it with our good friend Gabriel Morenci. Tons of football ahead in the next four days it is Thanksgiving weekend in the States, and uh, I'm sure Gabe's well-prepared for this. Gabe, uh, I love this time of year, man. It is just, it's awesome. All this football, all this hockey on tonight, it's its awesome. Yeah, it is a great time of the year, without a doubt, uh, Jimmy. I've always thought that uh, late September, October, uh, with football back and uh, and Major League Baseball playoffs and the NBA tipping off is the best time of the year, but... You know, this this 2016 Thanksgiving weekend is going to be remembered, um, and I expect it to be a pretty epic weekend. You know, rivalry weekend's always big, uh, but for the most part, they're just sort of selling pageantry. Right. And all I remember in 1968 when this game counted, and, you know, for the most part, even the Iron Bowl, it's been actually rare that both Auburn and Alabama were in the top five or in the top 10 or even the top 20 yep. uh, for that matter. Uh, Michigan State and Ohio, uh, Michigan and Ohio uh, State, obviously over the years known as the game and the biggest robbery. Um, you know, how, how meaningful has it been? It has been more so to Ohio State over the last decade or so. I'll tell you that much. Uh, we've got that Michigan State-Penn State, Penn State uh, game. The Apple Cup has always just been sort of a throw-in. What is the Apple Cup, man? I mean, you know, eight years ago, these two teams, Washington State and Washington, were combined one in 20 wow. uh, going into the Apple Cup. Uh, Friday's Apple Cup has national championship implications uh, to it. So, yeah, an exciting time. And not to mention the NFL, which has kind of been a down year for the most part in the NFL. Television ratings have been down. The primetime games have generally sucked. Uh, but the Sunday games have been pretty good, and the playoff picture is uh, is a crazy one. Every game counts, man, from here on out. And you look tomorrow, man, the Vikings and the Lions, they're playing for first place. Uh, the Redskins keep winning every week, but they can't gain any ground because the Cowboys have won nine in a row. Uh, that's a monster matchup uh, uh, right love there. It. Love it. And then we got the Steelers and the Colts to wrap things up. I'll be watching <laughs> the LSU uh, Texas A&M game at that point. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm all set, especially with Andrew Luck out. I, don't, I will not be tuning into that. Uh, let's start with uh, that Minnesota-Detroit game you said tomorrow. Uh, what are you liking there? 
Well, you know what? A lot of people are back on the Minnesota Viking bandwagon uh, after they beat Arizona last week. And I like the Vikings uh, last week. Uh, but, you know, they also had 200-yard touchdown uh, returns. They had a pick six, and they had a kickoff return. Those are 14 points that the Minnesota Viking offense did not uh, put on the board. Now, listen, the Detroit Lions, you know, their defense is never going to be confused uh, for the steel curtain uh, by any stretch of the imagination. You should be able to score. You know, most teams get into the, to the mid-20s uh, on Detroit. You look at these two football teams, they're, they're dead even. I mean, they're both 6-4, and four, Jimmy, straight up. They're both 6-4 and four against the spread. And they're both four and six to the under as far as the totals uh, are concerned. So from betting purposes, they're, they're identical football teams. I just think Detroit feels a little bit better about themselves. You know, we, we talk about these traditional Thanksgiving uh, day games, not really meaning anything. I mean, let's be real, man, the Detroit lions, you know, what did they lose? Like, you know, 17 of 18 of these games. Yeah, I know. You know. Even when Barry Sanders was there, Jimmy, for the most part, they weren't important. Yeah. Like, you know, there was a couple of years with Coach Wayne Fonts, and, you know, Schwartz got him uh, into the playoffs once, I think. You know, the Wayne Fonts era wasn't horrible. Scott Mitchell and Barry Sanders and Perryman, et cetera. Uh, but let's be real. I mean, for the majority of our lifetime, when are the Detroit Lions playing for first place on Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, and I can't remember the, it. You know, and you look at the Green Bay Packers, man. The Packers are fading, four and six. These teams are six and four. Gabe, the you promise not four. to touch them, right? You will not go near the Packers this week. No, I'm not. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm staying away. Because I'm, I'm going to get you help if you do it. I Philadelphia, but it's three and a half. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm passing on that game. Okay, good, good. But no, this is this is a monster football game. I love it. But, you know, Detroit beat them a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, whatever it was, three weeks ago. Uh, it was 22-16. The game went to overtime. Um, I expect a little bit higher scoring a football game this time around with the same result. Listen, the Lions have trailed all 10 football games. This year, the Lions have been down going into the fourth quarter. Yet they managed to win six of these football games. They're living dangerously, but Matt Stafford is a good fourth-quarter quarterback. I like the Detroit Lions to win this game, and uh, smaller on the over. Uh, I like the Lions to win this game, though. All right, we look into the uh, the Redskins at the Cowboys. I mean, this game beckons me back to when I was a kid, man, growing up. Theismann, John Riggins, Tony Dorsett. You know, just those days, uh, Danny White, you know, when, he, when this game really meant something and it means something right now, I'm really excited about this game. Yeah, this is another rivalry in which it's been a long, long time uh, that it's actually meant something. And as big of a rivalry as it is, uh, Jimmy, those games are few and far between, actually. It's one of these deals where the Cowboys and the Redskins, two storied uh, legendary franchises, haven't always been good at the same time. You know no. what I mean? You know, like the Redskins in the 70s, they weren't very good. And, you know, the Cowboys were the dominant team. And then, uh, you know, in the 80s era, that's when the Cowboys started to slip a little bit. You know, I remember the, the Redskins just knocking the crap out of Troy oh, Aikman yeah. in the early days. <laughs> and, I like that. And, and I think that was the only game they won, actually. I think the Cowboys beat the Redskins. That year they went 1-15 in their first year. They beat the Redskins. Uh, but, uh, you know, generally over the years, the Redskins dominated them, uh, dominated them in that era. You know, listen, I went against the Cowboys last week and I paid the price for it. I took Baltimore plus the seven. It was looking good. And then, you know, when it was all said and done, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Uh, you know, Dallas wins and covers again, nine consecutive weeks. It's hard to get in front of this. The Washington Redskins looked real good 
against Green Bay, but you know what? So did Tennessee uh, look good uh, against Green Bay. Um, so did Indianapolis against Green Bay. Think about Green Bay. They can't even beat AFC South teams, man. Yeah. Like that's, you know, it's like losing to the Sun Belt. So, um, you know, when, when I add it all up, and I'm, I'm a Cousins guy. You know, I, I bigged him up in fantasy this year, coming into the year, and people were like, nice. he sucks, you're crazy. You. And, you know, he's had a pretty good year. Without being stated, though, I see Dallas winning the game. If you're taking the Redskins, be very careful. Uh, but I think it's going to be close to the spread. I think if you're going to pick on if, – if you're not a Cowboy believer and you want to bet against the Cowboys, the way to do it is in the teasers now. Like, look, last week you got Baltimore plus seven, tease it up right. to plus 14 on yep. a seven-point teaser, tease it to the over, and it'll get there. I think there'll be some points put up on the board tomorrow. I think Dallas probably end up uh, covering. I'm going to have Dallas in teasers, and I'll have uh, I'll be playing this game to the over uh, tomorrow. I think we got a high-scoring game. I think Dallas probably wins, like, you know, 35-24 or something like that. All right. What other games are you looking at? Uh, I don't even really care about the Steelers-Colts. I think it's going to be a snooze fest. Uh, you look ahead to Sunday. What are some of the games catching your eye? Well, I've been so focused on the college uh, that I haven't uh, haven't attacked the National Football League uh, yet uh, so much. Uh, being, you know, with, with all these monster college games, man. And well, last we can, week we can we go just, into that. You want to go into that first? Yeah. Well, last week we just drilled it with the did. the theory that none of these big teams were going to cover the point spread, right? Uh, but, you know, this week uh, in the National Football League, as I stated, these games are starting to count uh, right now. And uh, we've got a couple of interesting uh, tilts to catch my eye, actually. And um, the Carolina Panthers uh, taking on the Oakland Raiders uh, mm-hmm. right now. This is an interesting football game. We'll see how, how the Raiders respond after the trip to Mexico. Um, you know, I, I keep on thinking Carolina is going to win a bunch of games and get back into things, and it just hasn't happened. I see it's three and a half right now. I like it better at three, uh, but I do. I'm leaning with the Raiders uh, right now against uh, Carolina. And now we we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos, man, on Sunday night. This is a football game that the Denver Denver Broncos have won in the past couple of years. And I think this is a football game that they will uh, win. Kansas City was on a hell of a roll. Uh, Alex Smith came back with sloppy last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think winning and losing is contagious. I think the Broncos uh, beat the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. All right, let's get right into the college because I'm with you. I cannot rate for Friday. The day after Thanksgiving has always been one of my favorite days, Gabe. I used to cover the Boston Bruins, and they'd have that noon matinee on Black Friday. It was a tradition all the time until NBC stole it away. And you would pour out of the game after recovering the game, and the Celtics fans are pouring in for a night game. And the bars would just mob, and then have college ball on. It was a cool atmosphere. I love this day for the sole sake of all the college football that's on. Yeah, you know what? I'm old school. I've always been a big fan too. I remember, you know, everyone always loves the 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 Thursday NFL uh, thanks uh, Thanksgiving games. But I've always been a fan of the Friday games. Oh yeah. You know, with the conference realignment uh, though, it's kind of frustrating, isn't it? I mean, I remember, you know, old school. It was. It was Colorado and Nebraska. Yep. Uh, you know, on on the Friday, and that was always a massive uh, game. Um, but, you know, you have Arkansas and and LSU. This year, we've got LSU and Texas A and M. And they're Thursday. Um, but you know, Friday Friday's an interesting slate, nevertheless, because that's you know the Apple Cup is uh, on Friday, and you know Washington State's getting six points in this game. I think a lot of people are sort of you know, people have always underestimated Washington State. 
You yeah. know, they play in Pullman. They fly under the radar. Nobody ever really talks about them. But Mike Leach is a hell of a coach. So is Chris Peterson, but Mike Leach is, Leach is a hell of a coach. That game's Friday, 3.30 Eastern. That place is going to be crazy in Pullman. You know, there's a lot of pressure on Washington. We talked about it last week. All those, those five top uh, five ranked teams did not yep. cover the point spread uh, last week. And Washington's under the gun once again. Um, you know, Washington State are almost playing with house money. Nobody expects Washington State no. you know, to have it be a 9-2 football team. Uh, but here, you know, here they are. Here's Washington <laughs> State uh, once again. Washington State always lose to like a D, uh, the, the, the FCS team to start the year. Oh, they lost to Portland State. They're terrible. <laughs> and then they rattle off a bunch of wins. They lost last week at Boulder, but that's a tough place to play, man. And I, I think they bounce back. Uh, I'm going to take the six points with, uh, with Washington State. And, you know, another interesting uh, game is Western Michigan. Western Michigan haven't lost a game yet this mm. year. And, you know, they've been dominant against the point spread, uh, but they haven't played a very tough schedule. Um, they're not going to obviously they're not in the playoff uh, conversation, but they are in a, uh, in a, in the cotton ball conversation uh, to play in a big time, uh, big time bowl game, but they're going to have to run the table to do it. There's a ton of pressure on these kids. Uh, last week, college game day was there and you, you know, they, they were a little slow out of the gate. I think they felt the pressure uh, yeah. of the moment. Uh, this is going to be even tougher though, because I'm not really sure Western Michigan's better than Toledo, Jimmy. This Toledo team went into Arkansas last year and beat the Razorbacks outright. Yeah. Uh, earlier this year, uh, they went into Arkansas, Arkansas State. They beat them outright. They went into Provo on a Friday night, uh, covered the point spread, and only lost uh, because of a missed two-point uh, convert. Um, so, you know, we're talking about a, a Toledo team that is battle-tested, road-tested, played a tougher schedule than Western Michigan, and they don't have the, the same pressure. Toledo's lost two games uh, this year. They've had a hell of a year, but they don't have the same pressure that Western Michigan does. I think Western Michigan's going to be uh, lucky to get out of this alive. I'll be taking the nine uh, nine points in this football game with the Toledo Rockets. Okay. What else are we uh, thinking? Well, those are the Friday uh, games. We have a couple others on uh, Friday. A game that uh, catches my eye as well are the Texas Longhorns. Uh, Texas mm-hmm. Longhorns and, and Texas Christian. I don't know what it is with TCU. There's, there was a couple of times this year where they looked like TCU uh, did, uh, but for the most part, they've been a bad football team. Yep. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to call out college kids, uh, but the fact of the matter is they've had subpar quarterback play. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Hill kid just hasn't gotten it done uh, for Texas Christian uh, this year. You have all the Charlie Strong stuff that's going on in Texas uh, right now. Uh, these kids play hard. Uh, you know, that's, that's the one thing with Texas. You know, it fell apart for them. Yeah, they lost to Kansas, and everyone's freaking out. But if you watch Texas games, these kids love Coach Strong. They play hard. They compete. They can run the football. They're going to be playing with a hell of a lot of emotion in this football game. I'll lay the three points with the Texas Longhorns uh, in that contest. And then when we get into the bigger games, I'm going to take Michigan State. Talking about pressure, wow. Penn State wins. You know, Michigan wins. Penn State goes and plays for the uh, the Big Ten championship game. That's a lot of pressure, man, on a football team. That let's be honest, really Wasn't isn't that good. To be there. Yeah, yeah. Come on, are Penn State really the seventh best team in college no. football? No. no, you know they're not. And here they are. They're they're twelve and a half point favorites because Michigan State's a three win team. We saw what Michigan State can do last week. All right. And, you know, you can make an argument that Michigan State left it all out on the field last week and trying to upset Ohio State for the second consecutive year. Uh, and, yeah, uh, but at the same point in time, man, Mike D'Antonio is a great coach. He's got a ton of pride. 
He knows what this game, uh, what this game means uh, as far as the Big Ten is concerned. They're not going to a bowl game. This is it. I know it seems like everybody goes to a bowl game, but not three win teams yet, Jimmy. <laughs> We're gonna, there's so many bowl games. We are going to have some five win teams oh, in here probably yeah. this year. Yeah, that's what happens. You got Boston College can still games, make a bowl. Man. Boston College could still make a bowl, which is insane. Yeah, you got forty bowl games. Yeah, eighty teams make a bowl game. What the heck? Yeah, you got you got you got forty bowl games. Like, you know, that's uh, that's pretty that's uh, pathetic. Yeah, no, that's that, that's pretty. It's pretty extreme. Yeah, exactly. They've gotten they've gotten a little bit too crazy. Yeah. Uh, with that, uh, but nevertheless, um, so it's, it's Michigan State's last game. They're going to be uh, they're going to be fired up. They, they're not going to want to go out as losers. I think Penn State win the game, uh, but it's going to be a close one. Yeah, me too. I think Penn State gets it done. It's going to be a close one. Yeah. What's interesting about that game is they're going to basically know or sort of kind of know um, their fate. Because Michigan and Ohio State, you know, kicks off at noon. And, you know, it just adds another element uh, to capping uh, that game. Uh, you know, if Penn State, if, if, um, if Ohio State wins mm-hmm. and Penn State knows this, let's say Ohio State blowing Michigan out, and Penn State knows they're taking the field knowing uh, that if they win the football game, uh, they're going to the Big Ten championship game. I like Michigan State even more. Yeah. Like I'm playing of the mental against block. the pressure yep. situation. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. You know, you got a team that's three and eight with more talent. Yep. Who's the more talented team? I mean, without a doubt, Michigan State's the more talented football team. We're talking about teams in the playoffs last year. Like yeah. you know, let's let's be real. They just had a bad year, the wheels fell off. Uh, but you know, you're getting twelve and a half. So especially with the pressure. And either way, if Michigan beat Ohio State, then Penn State's disappointed. You know, before they hit the field, they're like, "Damn, man, we thought, yeah, man, we're not." Either way, either way, they're 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 screwed because they should be playing. Either way, long story short, I like Michigan State uh, plus the twelve and a half points in that football game. All right, and And then then give me the the game, game buddy. Give me the game. Yeah, the big game itself. I would like it better if uh, if Spade wasn't hurt. Um, He's been practicing uh, this week, but Mm -hmm. let's be real. It's going to be John O'Corn at the quarterback position for the Michigan Wolverines uh, in this football game. Yet there's sort of a perception that Ohio State is sort of on par with Alabama and then there's everyone else. But if you look at these two teams' numbers, you know, Michigan are scoring 43 points a game. They're giving up 10 points a game. Ohio State scored 42 points a game, give up 13. Uh, Michigan have the better defense. They just do. Ohio State's passing attack is pedestrian. Uh, Barrett's a good manager. He's a good college quarterback, uh, but they're not scaring anybody deep down the field. Ohio State want to run the ball down your throat. Michigan's strength is stopping the run. Um, you know, I wish this game was in Ann Arbor, obviously, uh, but you know, with all that being stated, you've got, uh, you've got Jim Harbaugh coming in on a revenge situation. Ohio State embarrassed them last year. It was like 42-13. Yeah. Uh, or whatever the finals, 43-12, yeah, 42-13, whatever it was, embarrassed them last year. Um, Harbaugh, Harbaugh is 9-2 against the spread in his coaching career with coaching with revenge. <laughs> so we have a revenge situation. We have a ton of revenge situation. Yeah. They haven't beaten them since 2010. They got embarrassed last week. And I think Ohio State is a little bit overrated, man. I think this game's going to come down to the wire. I think that the rivalry aspect of it, you can sort of throw out. Uh, the the home field in this, uh-huh. in the sense that the stakes are just so high, I think Michigan's going to be able to handle the moment. This football game really comes down to to John O'Corn. He needs to make plays. He managed the game against Indiana. 
It was a snowstorm. He was only 7 of 16 passing, but he made a couple of big plays with his feet. He did what he had to do, but he's going to have to do more. Now, I spoke to, uh, to Joe Lisi earlier in the day. He's a great college uh, analyst, and, and he had a great point as far as Jabril Preppers uh, being the, the X factor in this football game in that he's the most talented player on the field. He's the guy that people are talking about being a top three NFL draft pick. Um, he can, he's a multi, multi-faceted kid. He can return the ball. He can play a DB, he can play safety, he can play a linebacker. Uh, they set him up in the Wildcats. Uh, yet they backed off a little bit, Jimmy, in the past couple of weeks with Peppers. Leading up to this, this is it, baby. You know, this is it. This is the time. So don't be surprised to see Jabril Peppers set up in the Wildcat and, and carrying the football. Uh, don't be surprised to see him in reverses. Don't be surprised to see him returning all the time. They're going to put Peppers in every possible uh, you know situation yep. uh, to make plays to win this football game. And in a game between two really evenly matched teams, and I got a lot of respect for Urban Meyer, but you're giving me six and a half points with Jim Harbaugh in a revenge situation, man. I got to take the Michigan Wolverines. All right, I'm with you on that. I like it. Gabe, always a pleasure, my friend. And uh, I don't know if you'll have some turkey up there in Canada, but if you do, enjoy it. No, you know what, man? I'm on, uh, you know, our TV show's on in Canada and the United States, so I get screwed over, man. The Canadian Thanksgiving uh, is, uh, is a Monday, and I'm live on the air. And uh, tomorrow we'll be live on the air. So, all right, buddy. We'll enjoy it. Is what it is. Best of luck. May the winners be yours, all right? Always a pleasure. All right, Gabriel Morenci, join us. Thanks to all our guests here in the stretch run. Thanks to Justin working the boards here on ESPN New Hampshire. High school football up next. It's the Turkey Bowl. Nashua North, Nashua South. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.